to Celebrities You Love. Hello, we are Maroon 5. Hey, it's Taylor Swift. Hi, this is Bruno Mars. Hi, this is Adele. Yo, this is Anna Rebel in the building on Ejaz Radio. They are lives and the music. A really special guest on the show today. So I look forward to answering every single question. Careful with the word every. Don't miss up close interviews with your favorite celebrities. All of us used to be together. Me and Pitbull, we pledge that any one of us got our break first, we will help each other. On the Extreme BPM with DJ Mark Extreme, Wednesdays and Fridays, 2 p.m. East African time. Ijaz Radio, we your world. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy D1, straight out of Stockholm, Sweden. Represent Sweet Sound Records, making a big shout out to DJ Mark Extreme. Holding it down for Kampala, Uganda. We international, baby. Hey, what's up? This is China Nicole, straight from New York City. And I just love listening to DJ Mark Extreme. Make sure you keep it locked, all right? Brah. <laughs> what up, beautiful people? It's your girl Tamara Bubble, and I hope you're tuned in to my homie, the one and only DJ Mark Extreme. You know what it is? Bubble on deck. Yo, world, this is Leslie Michael. Yo, what up? This is Brandon Thomas of YBS NRA, and you're rocking with DJ Mark Extreme, E Jazz Radio. Let's go! Okay, so welcome to Extreme BPM. My name is Mark Extreme, and um, so this week uh, I have an, an interesting duo, and uh, the name is Alice Bloom. Now, which, which is interesting, which consists of two people, yeah, because I already said it was a duo. And um, I have uh, Planary Money, and then we have uh, Pietro. The other name is Milanese. That's Milanese, yes. Yeah. Ah, so welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing? Thank you. Great. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> how is how are you dealing with how are you dealing with the pandemic? We're just staying home and working and being safe and probably being too paranoid. Um, just trying to <laughs> trying not to be. I don't know. I guess you can't be too paranoid. But we've just been you know ordering in groceries and and you know yesterday we ventured out to Trader Joe's and that was like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, when you order groceries, do you have to wash them down? Because you know when when the pandemic had started, everyone would say, hey, wash the groceries before they get in, inside even. Is to take them, put them away for a day, don't touch them, and then look. They say that that the virus dies fairly quick, quickly on surfaces. So that's what we've been doing. You know, every few days you hear something new about it, how the virus has evolved, and how something they said previously doesn't apply anymore. So yeah, yeah. trying to. We're just trying to find, you know, a way to... find a way to not be so afraid all the time of getting the virus. (laughs) Feels right? Yeah. Yeah, the reason why I was why I was laughing about this is because you say that you're dealing with this pandemic by both of you staying home and uh, trying to keep safe. And uh, then I was wondering if you're trying to keep safe and you're at home, who are you? Par- what are you paranoid of? And uh, what what is scare? What is the scare then? <laughs> well, I mean, when we're home, we're, 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 there's no pretty safe. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. safe. It's just when you start going out and you just you know people not wearing masks and yeah. crowds and all that. And you just gotta avoid it. And here is Los Angeles, so yeah. there is a people lot of aren't people everywhere. People are the most courteous too when, like, getting in your. People don't think twice about getting in your space, so it's just a little bit like that. Like, hey, we're trying to be safe. Like, let's stay six <laughs> feet away. Um, yeah, and LA is a huge city. Like. We're still having massive cases and every time something spread, like if we got sick, the bigger fear is when we were to go to the grocery, like we didn't know we were sick or something. And if we went to the grocery and passed it to someone else and then someone who is immunocompromised or older would catch it, like then you have that on your soul. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, we're trying to protect those people and 
it's just crazy how people don't care. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, people really don't care. So we we have we have a new a new single to premiere, which will be done at the end of the show, and that is a set like which we shall be talking about because I played that on Saturday night, and uh, we shall be play, premiering that again to, uh, on the show today. But I want to know how you how you guys get started because um, I was just talking to you before we got onto the interview, and uh, you guys were telling me you've been working from home anyway. It's very convenient because uh, I think you're into movies and then later on got into music so let's start with the movies you know how did that start for you yeah um i'm a screenwriter and he's a composer so i moved out here when i was like 19 to be an actress and soon found that i didn't really love it like it wasn't the same as sort of the stage actor world that I'd come from so i transitioned into screenwriting and i've been doing that um for quite a what maybe five years now and it's been really great um but i was Excite. Well, actually, you talk about yours, and we can talk about how we transitioned into music. Oh, okay. So I've been doing music for like a decade at this point, but mostly behind the scene. Uh, I used to be a sound engineer. I'm, I'm Italian, so I worked in recording studios in Italy. And then I moved out here and started to go more into film scoring. So I do music for film, TV, commercials. Uh, so I have a setup at home, so that was convenient because I can make music like from from the writing until the end of the process when a tracks is is complete so while we were here um you take over from there well i <laughs> how, how did you I, meet let's start from there <laughs> i was producing a film and he did the um trailer music for it so and we've known each other for a little while just through the industry um but yeah and then we became friends and then um yeah and we started making music. Yeah, it's been, you know, we, we've been in each other for a while and the, the industry is, the film industry is smaller yeah. than it might seem from the outside. Like after a while you connect with people and then it's a small circle so they know other people and, you know, so you tend to know a lot of people fairly quickly if you start going to events mm-hmm. and things like that and here in town there is a lot because every everybody is trying to network uh, so how do you get to to because you are you are, you are you're writing scripts and then he was uh, more of uh, doing film scoring doing music for movies and commercials and all that and uh, so at what when did when do you decide or when did the decision come in or when did you guys realize that hey we can we can make music aside from us working into film well the podcast that, i think yeah. even before that it was sundance we were at sundance with a couple friends who were musicians and um our friend michelle was talking about you know she's making a musical and i was kind of starting to write a musical a little bit so we started talking about that and then um i think i sent you some early drafts of some songs mm-hmm. and you gave me some really nice feedback which <laughs> was you know i don't know how good those songs are but it was really <laughs> you know i i got inspired like oh we could probably work together on some of this stuff and you know i we started out and then quarantine hit and it felt like everything was sort of on hold for a little while, at least on my end. I was finishing up a couple scripts for some like competitions and deadlines and things like that. And then and then a friend of, oh no, was this, yeah, was the song competition first? Or I think a friend of mine was doing a podcast and asked me to write a song and I wrote it. Um, and we, and the podcast is called The Last Station. It's about a, a, the last radio station. It's really cool, uh, like an like an apocalyptic thing, um, <laughs> but uh, it's cool. Um, so we did we made that song, and then then there was another song competition, and Pietro was like, maybe we should try. I mean, it. yeah. Here's the thing: like, I knew Flannery sings, but I didn't really know she could. Sing. You know, oh, I sing. Yeah, sure, whatever. 
But then uh, I helped her record this song for the podcast. And I was like, oh, she can actually sing, sing. So there is something there. Let me, and you know, I, I, I again, I always work behind the scenes. So um, just by doing music, I, I, I wanted to branch out into more of the pop world. Uh, and so it seems a good occasion. We had a good song, we had a good singer, and I was like, let's go for it. The rest is history. And you said, well, let's make a duo right now. And how did the name come about? We brainstormed a bunch of names. Uh, Some were terrible. Most of them (laughs) were terrible. And some were like, we can work with this one and Alice Bloom was the one that we were like kept coming you know we yeah. did a few rounds of like let's write a list of names and sleep on it and then all oh, these three or four seems can go to the next phase and then Alice Bloom every time made it through yeah. so at the end we were like okay we like this one there's something very, to me very whimsical about the name Alice because of Alice in Wonderland and, and just the aesthetic of the name and I feel like not that our music is actually whimsical but it definitely has that sort of like lo-fi like dreamy, dreamy jazz vibe and then bloom you know the idea of like a beautiful flower like natural the natural world was interesting to me so i like the combination of both ah okay that's how you came about because on the look of things if someone just sees alice bloom inviting you might think it's one artist you wouldn't think it's a duet yeah and we were okay you know we like I, that again i i'm used to i'm not used to this is the first time i have my face showing on things. Usually, <laughs> like, I, may, I, I work on music, but I'm behind the scenes, so nobody really knows what, what I look like. And so it was totally comfortable with the fact that, you know, maybe a lot of people will think uh, it's it is so or well, Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's, I like to think of Alice Bloom as this, like, quirky girl that we made up who's, not, you know, just, like, I like to lead people down the road that it's like not us you know what I mean that it's like some random character um sort of like Greta Van Fleet like they're talking about their music teacher was named Greta Van Fleet and so they made up this whole persona about her and I just think that's fun like as a storyteller it's fun to kind of create this mysterious character oh, so you're putting so you're putting script writing into music right now definitely we're, we're, we have many influences all yeah, yeah. That's why I was excited to write. I mean, for in a script, specifically, I write hour-long television shows. You have so much time to establish tone and theme and character and arcs and all of these things. But a song, you have to do it all in such a small period of time. And I was really, cha- I'm so challenged by it. Like, I'm trying to read a bunch of books about it. He's We're working together and learning. And it's a really, really challenging thing. And I think it's such a cool medium and I'm excited to to kind of transfer some writing skills into learning how to be a better songwriter. So how do you balance, you know, because as a scriptwriter, when you get into uh, into writing songs, you're used, like you've been saying, you're used to telling a story in one hour uh, and then you keep, keep on building onto that story. And then here now you have to put all that in three minutes. How do you make sure you, you, you create the balance between the two, you know, writing the song and then uh, when you switch off and start writing for TV? I... <laughs> I don't know if I do a very good job of that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you mean switch between both that I have to do both. Like, what, like when, like how do you balance? You know, how do you say, okay, now I'm going to uh, get myself ready to write a song which goes in three minutes. So I'm going to say, tell this story within the three minutes, and then right. versus when you're writing, you know, for, uh, for for scripts for TV, and uh, it's an hour long, and you can keep building every every time you go for your next episode. It's weird because at this point I've been writing scripts so long that I feel really comfortable in that zone so I can kind of sit down and do it 
whenever and I can feel connected to the material and I'm just used to being in that headspace but for songwriting not at all like I have to like coax myself to do it I have to be like okay you're gonna sit down at 8 p.m and you're gonna try to write and some days it flows really well and the story makes sense and I'm feeling you know inspired. I'm feeling and I'm feeling inspired and other days I have to stop because and same thing with recording vocals honestly some days I'm really on it and other days it's terrible and we have to stop <laughs> <laughs> just depends. Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, what are your influences? What music did you grow up listening to that that is kind of pushing you to the music you're creating right now? <laughs> oh, lots of things. Uh, I mean, I grew up with you know indie rock and pop, and then move more into jazz, classical, film scoring, uh, a bit of rap, a bit of hip hop, a bit of whatever. Honestly, I'm. You know, I try to, especially working in film scoring, you get a project that is, oh, we want a big band score, and the next one, oh, it's all those, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, synth drums in the background, and another one is super flashy, and it needs to sound like a musical. So every time you have to learn new music, and it all becomes part of your bag, then when you have to make your own thing, it just kind of comes out naturally. And then we kind of had to pick which direction to go. Like initially the song, especially Satellite, it had a few stages. Like we did a first pass, and then I sent it to a friend that I really trust, and he was like, it sounds like a Disney song. We were like, <laughs> that's not what we're going for, let me... So it changed, the metamorphosis of the song was pretty long. We went to like, I'd say three or four different versions. Drastically different versions. Yeah, drastically different. Yeah. We were like, this is not quite right, let me try again. And and finally we were like, okay, this is how we want it to sound and it's ready for the world to hear. Mm. Yeah, I, I, think <laughs> and you? I think the reason why it's very, they became this like Disney thing is because I started out as a musical theater actress. So my mom was super involved in that world. And that's oh, that was a lot of the music I listened to when I was little, um, that mixed with like the, the Beatles. And like, she played a lot of good music for us, but we just had so much music when we were little. But I remember when my taste started to really define itself was when my brother made me a CD. Cause I, I think I got my license or maybe I like got my temps or something. And I was, <laughs> was driving around for the first time. And he made me this CD and the first song was, I remember which Shin song, but it was the Shins. And I was like, what is this? I, I guess when you're like 13, the time that I grew up in the States when I was a young teenager, it was not cool to listen to alternative music. You could only listen to like the charts, you know, like the top 10 or whatever. Yeah, top 40. I, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I never thought it was cool. And then my brother got me super into alternative music, like Muse and They Were Born Toxic Event. And I think Metric was my first concert ever. And I still, I still like have a special place in my heart for that. And, you know, <laughs> I got really into it. And in I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and they have a huge alternative music scene. They have an awesome radio station. And um, we, my brother, honestly, and I started going to a ton of their concerts and I just got so obsessed and so into music. And and then through that, so into, I found my kind of sort of click of alternative music nerds. And through that, we started performing around Columbus and at little coffee shops and things like that. And yeah, so it just became a huge part of my life in that way. Um, and now I listen to a much wider, like Pietro said, like a much wider variety of things. Like I can see some certain things in the charts and I'm like, I love it. Like, this is so fun. And this is so like what I want to be working out to right now. And, you know, so I think there's, I think every genre sort of has its great inspiration, you know, things that are inspirational to me. Um, 
Yeah. But specifically the jazz influence, I've been a huge Nora Jones fan for my whole life. Um, so that that was really exciting to me to kind of have that that vibe. And I take a lot, I mean, I'm still trying to find my specific voice as a vocalist, but like Nora Jones, every time he's like, just think about Nora Jones. I'm like, okay, wait, I can do this. It's okay. Like, <laughs> not that I can, you know, ease into that. She's such an ease about the way she sings. So, yeah. yeah the, the interesting part is, is I, wanted, I wanted to get onto the lighter side. At 13 years, who was allowing you to drive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 15. <laughs> I live in Ohio. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, so you talked to me about uh, you are into plans of making an EP. And uh, so, Said Light is the first single of the EP, right? Yes. So, what, 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 where, what are you going to explore on this EP? How many songs do you have on the EP? We're planning on seven-ish every, like, we have a vision of how we want it to sound uh, as a coherent piece of work. And so right now, we're nowhere pretty solid on which tracks we want on it, but sometimes I'm still like, oh, this needs to go a little more pop. Let us write, let me write another slightly more pop-influenced tune or slightly more a ballad or something slower. And just find a balance so that the EP feels like his own thing and not just a mix of random singles that we put together. Yeah. Uh, you working with any people on the EP or it's just just you just you guys, that's it? We are looking to have a couple of features of uh, singers in a couple of the songs. And then otherwise is uh, it's just us doing, doing it all. We have a cover of a famous song from the 60s. Ah. That <laughs> I cannot say what it is, but it's related to film scoring. Ah. Okay. So, and we're really excited about that one. And then everything else, it's original. We're just been writing it and recording, producing, mixing, the whole thing here. You know, you, you know, you, you said it's an EP, but you know, these days, Seven Songs is like an album now. Uh, it's true, yes. Well, uh, uh, again, it was supposed to be any... When we, st we started, just like, let's make a song. And then, oh, this is a good song. Let's put it out. Oh, this, we, there's something going on. Let's make an EP. Oh, we need more songs. Oh, this other song is good too. Let's put it in. So at this point, we're at seven. Maybe by the time it'll come out, it'll be like <laughs> 12 or something like that. Well, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're already planning because we, we are writing. So it's like, oh, this song doesn't actually fit the aesthetic we are envisioning for the first EP. Right. This will go on the second EP. So we already have a second one <laughs> in the plan before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like usually people. I, I think usually artists start off with EPs because they are they are. I don't know. Is there, there is a fear of calling the first project an album because of the pressure that comes with it? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you call it an EP and not want to put yourself on pressure, not build so much expectation. And, I guess uh, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. Um, what's the word? Um, like the lack of ideas has never been an issue. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of finding the stuff that works well for it, rather than oh, today I'm not inspired and it yeah. goes on for a month. If anything, I think we have the problem of being so interested in so many different styles of music and so many different, you know, like I I struggle with like vocal styles alone. You know, trying to keep everything like an EP or any consistent. any sort of collection yeah. of music that we're releasing together. I want it to kind of sound consistent, but all of the songs kind of bring something different to the table, but they kind of tell, a, again, a narrative story, like a script would, 
together. And yeah, that's, I think we have too many exciting things that we want to explore. So we have to be like, okay, that's more of the second album or EP, you yeah. know? And we are from a generation, and not that we're, that makes us feel really old, <laughs> but like when we used to buy, you know, CD <laughs> and you yeah. start from track one and you, it's a whole, ex it's, it's a whole art. I love yeah. vinyl. My, my <laughs> uncle gave me a bunch of really good vinyl. So I have a whole box of like, crazy like Elton John, the Beatles, you know, crazy. <laughs> the I, yeah, the wall, I have Pink Floyd. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so do you have, do you have like a date when, oh, you are saying something about the generation you come from where you, where you have, you, you know, you've got music on CDs and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I mean, if, if back there you see there is a Santana poster from <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, like the experience of the album is you just put it on on track one and then it runs until the end of the album. So now that is like one single here and then one single there and uh, artist playlist, I struggle with that. I still need to have that longer cohesive body of work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking to do with this EP. Would you have a date when it's coming out? Probably somewhere in September. We were talking about it yesterday. That's a good thing about being an independent artist. It's like, well, do we need an extra week? Let's take it and make it better. Do we need an extra month? We can. Uh, it's all on us. So we are doing... Yeah, we're trying to make music videos too as we go, um, which is a whole another set of challenges because we're obviously in this house and that's all we can really this where we can shoot so <laughs> yeah we're trying to we're trying to make them look professional and it, you know as best as we can so yeah yeah it's a work in progress, it's a work in progress yeah <laughs> yeah probably. we'll have another single probably next month okay which is more like summer focus summer type of sound laid back mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then they pee. It's, it'll be time. Yeah, which is actually a reaction to satellite that we got yesterday when we launched. Um, like people were saying, it made them so relaxed, and they've been listening to it a lot because it's calming. And that makes me so happy to hear right now because I know anxiety is super high, and people are struggling. And I that makes me super happy. So I, I like the fact I like that feedback, and I feel like the some um, the next song uh, we definitely could could lean into that, and maybe future songs as well. Like. Just like picking up on the um, the emotions out there and how we can sort of facilitate people to feel better and feel more calm. Yeah, because I played like when I was playing it uh, today. When I was when, because I usually make a mix on Saturday, so I, because I DJ then, so I I played the whole entire song. I don't usually play so the full the full songs, but I kept I kept you know like I'll mix in then I'll mix in I'll mix in then I kept I ended up playing the whole song. <laughs> Oh, that's Thank so nice. You. Thank you. Yeah. So, so uh, and uh, so the EP is coming out in September. We have to premiere Satellite. Uh, one more thing with the movies. Any of the of the shows that you've done that people can check out that are already out, probably. You definitely. I go first. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I well, I work on a bunch of projects recently that are just on hold because of the they were supposed to go to a lot of film festivals and stuff like that, and then the film festival got cancelled. So the movie. You know, at some point, they, they all come out, a lot of my stuff, all at once, I guess, as soon as things reopen. My my name will be everywhere, hopefully. <laughs> um, I, let's see, I did a tiny bit of work on, uh, uh, I was part of the music team for a quick second for the new Ghostbuster movie. That was supposed to come out in July, and I think they pushed it by a year, so. 
again i'll, I'll be i'll be uh off off track for a while my name won't show up anywhere and then hopefully will come time. out at once <laughs> Yeah, that's the hope. We'll see. <laughs> um, I, I didn't write this movie, but I produced it. Uh, it's a short film. It's a psychological thriller on Amazon called Scars. Um, it's called? And oh, it's called Scars. Scars, um, okay. It's written, it's a play that was adapted by a writer friend of mine. Um, and so I produced that film. And then um, another film called Throw Like a Girl. It's like a baseball, um, female-driven baseball story um, is not out yet but hopefully will be soon it's kind of going along the festival circuit um and then the third one is a horror film that i produced um with my friends you don't and have me on that one it's not so scary it's it's a little scary um <laughs> yeah I, i don't know where that would i think it's also not quite released yet because it's doing the festival circuit but um yeah I, i'm hoping to you know get staffed on a tv writer job as soon as everything goes back to normal or maybe sooner than that are you are you writing right now yeah i'm writing a lot of my own stuff um that hopefully i can bring out to pitch um sooner rather than later but yeah lots of i'm actually working in the half hour space right now which is a big difference than hour long so i'm working on an animated show right now and um another like family family dramedy comedy show so yeah Oh, that's amazing. It looks like there's a lot in the pipeline. So everything will come out at once from you guys and when, when, when once things set off again. And uh, with the music too, since you're having an EP coming out in September, that will be amazing too. So as we get to as we get to, to wrap up, how can people uh, reach out to you? How can people follow uh, your journey, how socials and all that? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. It's at Alice Blue Music for all of them it's all awesome. music. and then we're on spotify we're on itunes we're on youtube so wherever you look mm-hmm. at us up on the internet you'll be able to find us yeah alice bloom music you uh facebook yeah. instagram twitter yeah yep mm-hmm. all right so people can can check out the new single the new single is satellite go out and stream that it's on you there's a video on youtube and then there is uh, spotify up uh, itunes wherever you get your music from okay go and get a satellite and that's the new single that's what you're going to premiere on the show right now so on the extreme bbm on ejas radio right now we're going to play set light that is uh, coming in from uh, alice bloom and that's a duo f- so the, the duo from la they are into uh, film they are making they are, they are into film script writing uh, film scoring and all that and uh, check out the the movie you said the movie scars that that one is already out on amazon right Yes, and uh, uh, yours is not yet out, so we can hold on on that. Good this, watch, Icarus. Uh, yeah, I did some work. There is a documentary called Icarus. It's on, it's on Netflix. Won an Oscar. Oh, it won an Oscar? Yeah, it was for Best Documentaries. Like, this was two years ago. What is it about? It's about is this director is a cyclist, and uh, he's a big fan of Lance Armstrong. And when the scandal of Lance Armstrong taking being taking dope to yep. prove his performance came out, uh, you know he was really sad about it. And it's like, how can I help as a filmmaker this sport that I love so much? So he decided to run this kind of non-professional Tour de France uh, twice, one time uh, clean and one time being doped, and see if a he can cheat the system and get away with it and be if he can improve his performance and then the thing gets out of hand and it becomes this huge 
uh, scandal related to the um, to to the Olympics in Russia because he gets help from a scientist in Russia and then it becomes this like international spy movie. It's really good. <laughs> I, I, a lot of projects I worked on, I usually am like, yeah, if you want to watch it, but I don't know if I would recommend it. This one is really well made. So if you get the chance to check it out. You once again tell them the title for that. Icarus. 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 Yes, mm-hmm. like the guy that tried to fly to the moon and then got his wings burned and fell down. <laughs> so, so people should check that out. It's, it won an Oscar. It, it won an Oscar, right? Yes, best documentary feature. All right, people should check that out. So uh, it was great talking to you guys today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks so for fun. Thanks us. for having us. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah. And uh, when the EP comes around, we can we can maybe do a, a, a listening session on the show. That's when it comes out in se- later on in September. Or... Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Thank you for coming on to the Extreme BPM E Jazz Radio. My name is Mark Extreme Shabby. But next week, E Jazz Radio. Tell me how-